Hello and welcome to this special Seattle edition of the Low Key Podcast, episode 43. This episode is sponsored by Justin's. Justin's creates a nut butter that's naturally delicious with flavors like vanilla, honey, maple, and chocolate. And if you have a sweet tooth, go try their peanut butter cups which come in white chocolate and dark chocolate. So go to Justin's and get a tasty treat. Now, without further ado, the boys from Anchorhead Coffee, Mike and Jake. It's nice. It's easy. It's low key. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Low Key. I'm here with Anchorhead Coffee, Mike, the owners of Anchorhead Coffee, Mike and Jake. How are you guys doing? Good, man. How are you doing? Not too bad. It's my first time in Seattle, and I love the atmosphere. It's really cool. Really cloudy. I've, I've heard a lot of rain is supposed to be here, which makes sense, but I'm excited to be at Anchorhead. So, You're drinking a Colombian coffee, right? Um, kind of describe what you're drinking. This is a Columbia that we have right now, and we are almost out of it. We only purchased one bag, so it was pretty limited. Um, and it's decent. Um, it's got a nice, full, balanced flavor, which is kind of what we aim for all the time. Cool. Well, uh, tell me a little bit about what first got you into coffee, you, you and Jake, and and why um, kind of the journey of Anchorhead Coffee. Sure. He worked in audio, uh, doing live music, so he would uh, run audio for concerts, shows. We've traveled all over the world. Um, there's an older cafe here in town called Bavachi that um, is pretty legit. They've been around for 20 plus years. Um, and we go there all the time when we're working at local clubs. We would travel around, and uh, your biggest priorities when you're on the road are coffee, food, bathroom, and a place to sleep. So sometimes, depending on your situation, those are hard to come by. So whenever you find coffee, you get coffee, and you're always kind of worn out, long days. So it's kind of coffee fueled us for a long time, and as we learned more and more about it, uh, we just got interested in it. And uh, the road gets boring, or I don't know, not necessarily boring, sometimes it is, but it's, uh, it's a tough way to live when you're always traveling and it's kind of uncomfortable. Um, so we're wanting to stay home and find a job where we could be in Seattle all the time. And I went over to Jake's place one day when we were both in town, and he made cold brew with a toddy. And I tried it, and I was like, man, we could do this. We'd been talking about starting a cafe for quite some time. Uh, I used to homebrew beer, so I had a pretty basic setup of bottles and a little bucket with a tap on it. So we just started buying other people's coffee, cold brewing it, uh, bottling it, and... A month after we got our business license, we were selling in the local far farmer's market in Duval. Uh, I bought a house out there five years ago. 
So we just started doing the farmer's market and it caught on. We got into the local grocery store and then we got into another local grocery store chain up here called PCC. It's similar to like Whole Foods, like a natural health food store. And once we got into like a legit grocery store, we were like, oh, okay, this might be viable. So then we just went all in and worked our butts off to learn as much as we could. And we just learned through experience and reading online, finding books and um, kind of becoming friends with some coffee people, but literally no coffee knowledge other than we liked it before we started. I agree with everything that was said right there. It's a beautiful description of how our company started and where our company is going, and I'm, I'm really excited. That's awesome. You know, um, I, I knew not, like, I remember describing to my mother, like, I, I don't want to drink coffee at all, and um, I, don't, I don't like it, but then eventually um, I drank coffee in a specialty coffee shop, and it taught me more about what coffee really is, and it became more of a, an art and an enjoyment to, to be in. And it, it's crazy how people are, are starting to now have coffee as a career. Um, what do you think about that? I think it's awesome. Um, a lot of people think that coffee is like a barista job at Starbucks. It's not long term. It's like what you do in high school or college to get by or whatever. But, um, you know, it, there's so much to learn. You know, you can never stop learning about coffee. So the deeper you get into it, the more you realize there's more to find out about it. So. Um, I think that's really intriguing, especially with like the newer like wave of coffee air quotes. Uh, you know that there's different flavors out there besides just dark or you know basic Colombia coffee. You know, it's a lot of flavors. Yeah, I agree with that. What what personally motivates you and keeps you passionate about being in the coffee industry? Uh, for me, personally, it's finding new coffees. My favorite thing is getting samples from importers, um, sample roasting them, cupping them, and as soon as you taste a coffee that's just amazing, yeah, like, sometimes you don't even finish going down the line of other coffees. You just get on the computer and email the importer and say, yeah, I want some bags. How many are available of this? So just tasting these new flavors, um, it's really mind-blowing. I like to compare it to like apples, how many varieties of apples are there and like how many flavors are there or like the beer industry. Um, you know, Budweiser compared to all the microbreweries. If you go back to like the 1980s when microbreweries were kind of first starting, like you couldn't imagine that you walk into like a big chain grocery store and there's like half the aisle is small breweries that are putting out amazing flavors, you know? I probably agree with the um, comments that Mike made for sure. Just there's awesome coffees. I mean, we really got in this at the same time for the same reasons, but I think it's a just kind of an exciting industry. I think there's a lot of room for growth. There's a lot of room for like new expansion and doing new things within the coffee community because it was such a I mean, traditionally, it goes along the lines of a darker roasted coffee and a darker feel, and everybody's all about crema and that type of stuff, like a little more on the Italian roast side of things. And with everything moving into a lighter direction and people starting to focus on the varietals of coffee and everything, like it really, I think it really just opens up a lot of doors for just directions that coffee can go. And I think that's what excites me the most is 
I don't see like a shelf that we're just going to get stuck at. I think we can just keep going and going and going and just making new things happen and finding awesome things in the coffee industry. Cool. What um, is, is um, working at a roastery different than you um, imagine it would be? It's pretty awesome. Uh, I don't know what I imagined it would be like until you, you know, you just do it over time and kind of create whatever you want. Um, and Jake and I, I feel like are pretty unique individuals um, compared to most of the coffee industry. Uh, I'm not bad mouthing anybody, but sometimes coffee people are kind of snooty or, you know, boring and we like to party. <laughs> we like to have a good time in our warehouse. Uh, so we started in my garage, actually. Um, started bottling cold brew in there. We got licensed by the um, Washington State Department of Agriculture. Built a wall in my garage. All my stuff was on one side. All the coffee stuff was on the other side. Uh, we bought a little Diedrich 2.5 kilo roaster and started roasting in there and just had like this flexible venting that I tied up with a string on my garage door to get the smoke out of the room. Um, so it was, it was, I don't know, it's kind of makeshift coffee set up for a while. And then we moved down into a warehouse in the same town where I live in Duval. And uh, just loud year and a half ago we took over the space next to us so we actually have two warehouse spaces and the, the one spot was a taekwondo uh, martial arts studio and they had this wood floor laid down so we're like oh what the hell are we going to do with all this wood so we pulled it up and built a half pipe so we have like a 16 by 24 half pipe in our warehouse nice. i got a pretty legit basketball hoop off craigslist for free that i bolted to the wall so we have a basketball hoop we just bought a ping pong table. We had a ping pong tournament here in the cafe at SCAA. Um, yeah, and we just like to have a good time while we work. So, we, you know, you make as much fun and as much enjoyment as you can to get the day by because some of the work is pretty uh, monotonous. But, yeah, it's a great time. I love it. The warehouse is fun. A lot of the times it's not. It's a lot of just like standing around doing the exact same thing for hours and hours, but at the warehouse you can drink a margarita or grill burgers or do other fun things. So we have an N64 with NFL Blitz hooked up. Just go crush out some Blitz, maybe lift some weights, high five. There's so many things you can do. Yeah, it's just great. I like when coffee roasters um, create a comfortable environment to where you could just chill and hang out um, and become like, just do regular things other than just coffee. I think that's cool. And it creates a comf comfortable atmosphere for other people who are like in the, in the middle and don't really know coffee. So that's kind of their way in. And um, I think that's really cool. So um, is there any, any roasteries that like have inspired you guys personally or are still inspiring you? Um. Yeah, I mean, I've had some pretty legit coffees from um, a few roasters that are just, like, incredible. Um, we had a, what was it, that up at the bike shop? Oh, that was a temple. Temple Natural Costa Rica. And they have a lever pull machine up there, and they pulled a shot of this natural, and it was just phenomenal. Um, 
So I think our goal is to always have the best coffee possible. So it's really fun to taste coffee from other companies that are doing a, uh, a really good job. Um, Onyx Coffee Lab has some really legit coffee. We went to a cafe down in Guatemala that serves Onyx. And yeah, just strive to be as good or better than anybody that is kind of doing the same thing. Um, what do you what do you feel is the most effective method of brewing that you think that brings the truest form of coffee out? I would have to say a pour over, in my opinion. Um, however, I feel like the paper filter can get in the way, but I don't like uh, metal screen filters as much because it kind of extracts and gets a little more oil or sediment, like French press or whatever. Um, I love a good espresso shot though. Like if you can dial that in, get a really good balance and like get that sweetness to really pop. Um, that's amazing when you don't have to cringe to drink a, an espresso shot. I don't know if there is like one perfect brew method. I think it's super subjective. It's just like whatever you're into. But yeah, I like, I love espresso. That's kind of what I was into when we first started the company. But I mean, I also love a good pour over and AeroPress, I mean, it's all subjective, whatever you're in the mood for, really. What What, what is your guys' favorite brew method, just period, and why? My favorite would be espresso, um, probably just because I've played with it the most. Uh, there's also a lot of parameters you can change to actually get what you're looking for out of the coffee. Um, I just like all the options you have, especially with uh, the technology and machines and the direction those are going you really have a lot more control in the extraction process uh, so I think espresso would probably be my favorite uh, I'd have to say mine's pour over just because you can change the ratios um, you grind and kind of dial it in um, not always in the mood for a super strong cup so it's nice to be able to brew a kind of a lighter cup uh, however if you get a good drip brewer where you can kind of control the parameters on uh, flow and temperature you can really pound coffee like cup after cup I kind of miss having a drip machine um, I don't really use it as much at home as I used to or like when I used to study I used to drink a pot of coffee in one shot you know so it's kind of fun to just tweak out and drink five or six cups what separates your coffee from other coffees um, I mean, there's a lot of really good coffees out there, but our approach is to get the most balanced flavor you can, uh, just kind of ride the edge on a lighter roast, kind of develop it and, you know, get it full body, full development, have that acidity pop. Uh, we roast on a Loring Smart Roast, uh, which is kind of different than a traditional roaster. Uh, for those that don't know, it's an convection air roaster so it recycles the air and the burner acts as an afterburner which burns off the smoke so it's really clean it's a low oxygen environment because of the recycled air uh, the oxygen is getting burned off by the flame so you can go fairly light with this air roaster and still develop the coffee uh, whereas I've tasted coffees from people that 
uh, try to do a lighter roast on a traditional drum roaster, and sometimes they'll come out underdeveloped. Um, the air roaster is almost like a microwave. You're heating up the moisture in the bean itself and roasting it kind of like from the inside out. You don't have a hot barrel that's roasting the outside as much. So it's kind of a really unique roaster that's been up and coming for the last couple of years. You see more and more roasters making the move to Loring. We sprinkle crack in it. It really helps development of the flavor and it, people keep coming back. It's awesome. Do you guys, do you have a favorite um, flavor profile or is there any region that you love the most? I am more keen to the naturals of most regions, anyone we can find that's not too over-fermented or anything. Um, my favorite coffee we have is a Ethiopia Richa. It's a full natural process, super fruit forward. It's like blackberry syrup, a little like tart blueberry, um, but it still has a really nice like nougat, like chocolate sort of finish. Oh, damn. Uh, <laughs> um, we also have some awesome, last time when we were down in Guatemala, we tried some, we tried some natural processed Guatemalans and they were close to being good. They were a little over fermented, but they were tasty. We did pick up a few semi-wash though that are, that taste like pichos, like the, the trolley gummy candies. Most delicious coffee ever, I think. So I like naturals. Uh, I also like a natural. Um, I don't know, I just think it provides like a rounder fruit, um, like a nice body, kind of syrupy in the cup. Um, I'm partial to Central American, so um, Guatemala, Nicaragua, uh, Costa Rica's. Um, if you can find a really good bean from Central, um, it's kind of what I'm looking for in a cup. It's got nice acidity, tinge of like fruit, but uh, just like a nice round caramelized finish is what I'm going for. That sounds delicious. Um, how do you guys, how, how are you guys connected to, are you connected to your farmers in any way, and how do you guys kind of source your coffee? Um, so we've taken two trips to Guatemala. Um, first year we went to Weiwei, Tenango. Um, this last year in April we went to Antigua, and we drove up to Weiwei again. Um, and this time around we went with Onyx Coffee Lab out of Bellingham, Washington, or Onyx Coffee Importers, sorry, uh, out of Bellingham, Washington. And uh, they have a family farm down there that and they process other farmers' coffees. So we were able to uh, meet farmers, uh, visit some farms, and cup some amazing coffees. Like Jake said, the, the coffee that tasted like pichos. It's like you would never expect that from a Guatemalan coffee. But it was phenomenal. Just so unique we like immediately we taste it and we're like we have to buy this then the next one uh, down the table was uh, another semi-wash that was like a dark chocolate bar with dried raspberry in it just like these super unique flavors just mind-blowing for a Guatemalan coffee uh, yeah so we're looking we're also looking into doing a few Colombia uh, origin trips this year and then we also have a new Ethiopia that's coming in that's never been brought into the US before uh, so we kind of worked with um, a few people to get that in and it should be landing this summer late summer 
So that's another thing we have. We haven't been over there, but we're working. We're working to get over there as soon as possible. So. Why did you guys choose Seattle over any other city? Uh, well, we moved here to go to audio school at the Art Institute of Seattle. Uh, it's kind of recording studio focused. Uh, however, I like going to shows, so I got into the live stuff. I worked my way into a club, started doing that. Jake was doing some studio stuff, and then he came in to work with me at the rock club, and he he learned live stuff, and then we both ended up going on tour with rock bands. And, you know, any way you can make money when you're trying to find a career when you're young, so I just kind of ran with it. Um, and then we traveled all over the world. Like, I've never been to Europe or Australia, but I've been to South America, all over Asia. Um, kind of opposite for Jake. He's been to Australia and Europe, but not South America or Asia. And then around the United States, I don't know, probably 30 times. Um, so after you see, like, small towns in the Midwest or whatever, like a dozen times in a year, you really appreciate where you live. Like Seattle's amazing. Um, there's an ocean, there's mountains, there's sand dunes, there's trails. You can have a boat. You can pretty much do any outdoor activity. The weather is really moderate. It's like not much snow here. However, a lot of rain. Um, you happen to be here on a kind of overcast day, but it was 84 on Monday. Nice and sunny. The summers are pretty awesome here. So, uh, and it's always green. So I think just the weather and kind of like the laid back vibe, Seattle's awesome. I always wanted to live in Seattle. I don't know why, Some I just had, I was drawn to Seattle. I moved up here after high school to go to college and just fell in love with it. Exactly like Mike said, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's, music. yeah, music brought me here, but um, yeah, it's just a beautiful place to live. I love it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little jealous that I, I don't live here myself, but. It, it's super pricey for a kid like me, so <laughs> for, for now, um, maybe when I find something to get in, I'll, uh, I'll get in. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, um, what do you feel you'd like to see change about the coffee industry? Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of ego in coffee. Um, Everybody always thinks their stuff is the best. Um, just being open to trying new things. Um, some of the older school roast is dark. Um, now it's moving towards a lighter. Um, just having people have an open mind about coffee. You know, some people will try something and be like, not their their vibe, but. I mean, I remember the first time I drank beer, it wasn't like, oh, this is so delicious, you know? You, like, acquire a taste for it. Um, so I think, like, the lighter roasted coffee, I mean, it's definitely become more popular over the last, like, five years or whatever. Um, but, yeah, I just want to see that continue on featuring the flavor of the coffee itself and really highlighting what the coffee has to offer instead of what the roaster has to offer. If, if there was somebody getting into like roasting or in the coffee industry or wanted to start up a small coffee shop, what would your advice be to them? 
just do it. Stop thinking about it and just do it. Read online. There's so much information online and everything. I mean, just go for it, though. That's my advice. Yeah, I'd say the same thing. It's just do it. A lot of people ask a lot of questions or how they should go about it or they're worried about the expense. Like, if you work hard enough, you can find money to make it happen. However, you don't need money to make it happen. You can start out on some pretty basic equipment. We bought a popcorn roaster that only lasted for like a week or two. Um, but yeah, just getting the equipment, like whatever you're interested in, if it's espresso, buy a cheaper espresso maker and just start pulling shots and see what you can get. Read online how to brew a proper espresso and kind of copy the parameters and grind settings. Or uh, like if you're trying to get into roasting, a little sample roaster or, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, just the experience. I mean, that's how we learned how to do everything. It was just reading online books, um, advice from other people that do coffee, tasting other people's coffee, tasting your own coffee, trying to refine it just over and over and try to make it the best you can over time. What do you feel is your biggest struggle that you had in creating Anchorhead? Or kind of what is, do you feel is your toughest challenge that you have as a coffee roaster? Um, I think exposure. Um, you know, we, we advertise a little bit. Um, not really much traditional. We do social media. Uh, we do a lot of events like street festivals when neighborhoods have big events. Um, getting out there and just getting your product in people's hands. Um, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing holding us back. Like I, I'm fairly confident that we have a good product. Um, we just need people to try it and you know get their feedback. And um, that's really what our goal is: is just try to get it into people's hands. Besides that, uh, financial. You know, as your business grows, you're spending more money. More money's coming in. More money's going out. So just yeah, trucking along and hustling. You know, just trying to make it happen. Um, kind of describe uh, the coffees that you guys do have, like on sale, and that um, that you guys are roasting, and just describe and the fl flavor profile and whatnot. Sure. Uh, we're kind of in a transition period on a lot of our coffees right now, uh, but we have the Ethiopia that Jake mentioned earlier. Uh, it's natural, and we also have a washed of the same coffee coming in, um, and it's really fruity and really well balanced. I'm really excited about it. That'll be going into our espresso blend. Um, we also do single origin shots here and single origin pour overs. Uh, we have a Narwhal house blend, which is our drip blend, and that's a Guatemalan coffee and a Sumatra coffee. And uh, we try to choose Sumatras that aren't dirty, earthy. Try to choose like the cleanest, fruitiest coffee, pretty much like across the board, like any coffee variety that we're tasting, we're going for kind of fruity and exciting, uh, brighter flavors. Uh, but that's really well balanced. It's uh, Guatemala and Sumatra, so they complement each other really well. Um, we are just about out of our Colombia, which is really nice, um, nice caramelized finish. Um, we have a semi-wash honey or a honey process Guatemala right now uh, from last year's crop that we're about out of. It's really unique. Um, what else do we have? 
Oh yeah, the the Uganda is really good. Um, nice bright acidity. Yeah, raspberry. Um, they had a Rwanda that was kind of raisiny, like really syrupy. Um, so yeah, we're we're dabbling in a lot of different flavors, you know, just trying new things, especially with this cafe opening. Um, it really gives us the opportunity to buy one or two bags of something and it disappears and then we move on to the next thing. That's really cool. How can, um, so how can people reach you? How can people see where you're at? Like see your social mediums and whatnot? Uh, so our website's www.anchoredcoffee.com. Uh, then you can find us on Instagram, it's just Anchor Ed Coffee, Facebook, Anchor Ed Coffee. What's Twitter? underscore anchorhead on Twitter but Instagram and the website are probably the best places to find what's going on cool well thanks for being on the Loki podcast yeah. thank you for having us alright well I'll see you guys later thank you hey guys thanks again for listening to the low key podcast want to thank Mike and Jake for being on the low key podcast if you're ever in Seattle, go check out Anchorhead Coffee and get a cup of coffee. Also, go check them out on Facebook and Instagram and see what they're doing on their website. Now, if you subscribe to us on iTunes, go rate and review us and give us five stars. It'll help us out. And if you listen to this podcast and don't subscribe to us, subscribe to us on iTunes. Also, go check out what we're doing on Instagram, Facebook, and our website. There's some sweet giveaways happening and t-shirts. You really want a low-key t-shirt. Now, guys, as we say in low-key land, keep it nice, keep it easy, keep it low-key. I'll see you guys later.